What's up and welcome to episode 22 of What Lies Beneath the Seattle Kraken Podcast. On this episode, we got to talk about an omen, an omen from yesterday. I got to tell Joey about this. He doesn't know. Also, the members of the Kraken Pod are doing big things with the Kraken. We'll explain that. Kraken reaction. We got Canner's contract. Uh, who are we saying goodbye to? What's going on? We've got some uh, epic social media stuff we have to talk about. This week of games coming up. The Lightning, the Red Wings, my Detroit Red Wings. Of course, you know, my Kraken too. No dumb questions. Can can teams take on player salaries from other teams to help with cap space? I don't understand this stuff at all. Joey does. He'll help with that. And in hockey history, on the eve of the Stanley Cup playoffs, which team won the first Stanley Cup in hockey history? So let's get to it. What lies beneath the Seattle Kraken podcast? What's up? My name is Jeff Janusik, and this is my co-host and friend Joey Cirillo. Dude, how are you? I'm man. This is I'm I'm so I'm super pumped. This is the most exciting week in sports throughout the year. Like, there's so much going on that I was so overwhelmed yesterday, just constantly refreshing my Twitter feed all day while trying to work. And uh, it's nearly impossible. I'm really really excited. So, first of all, explain this real quick. Why is yeah. it such a big week for you? So now there's an, there's an added on element that I've never experienced before, which is the NHL trade deadline, which is this upcoming Monday. So we're recording this. It's Tuesday, March 15th. So this upcoming Monday is NHL trade deadline. Uh, Major League Baseball is back. Mariners, true to the blue. They're looking good. They're making some acquisitions. Uh, they have free agency going on with that. Free agency going on with, the, with uh, the NFL. And then, of course, it's March Madness. Like, I need to get my brackets ready. And I'm ready to like start printing out some brackets and start filling in my teams. All right, so I got to talk for a couple of things because it's okay. a, a big, big week in Seattle. There's so sports. much happening. Yeah, <laughs> Seattle sports, big week. So we'll get to the crack in here. But first, mm. first of all, the omen mm. yesterday, and we usually record on Mondays, but it didn't. Yesterday was just a rough day. We we couldn't pull it off. So on the causeway, I live across the lake from New Orleans, and the causeway is one of the world's longest, if not the world's longest, bridge. It's like 24 miles over the lake, Lake Pontchartrain. Yeah, which which people hear a lake like we. When you're driving on this bridge, you see nothing but water for a solid 25 to 30 minutes. Exactly. The first exactly. time driving over it, you're like, what the fuck is this? So here's here's the omen. And, and I was initially thinking bad. But now that we're talking about this, maybe this is a good sign. Is, okay. Uh, I was about a half a mile into the trip across the causeway. Mm. And in the lane, just off to the side, wasn't getting run over. Okay. Was a hat. And I, and I see it coming up I'm like, oh, a hat. I never see hats on the cause ever. No, because it's a bridge just going over water for 30 miles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And stuff just gets blown into the lake. It's just, it's, you know. So anyway, and okay. I get closer. I'm like, holy shit, it's a Mariner's hat. Wait, what? <laughs> and I couldn't, I was so fast. I couldn't take a picture of it. Yeah. And you can't like turn around on the bridge because you're literally over water. So like yeah. I couldn't turn around and go get it. But it was a Mariner's hat. And at first I was like, ooh, is that a bad sign? But now I'm kind of thinking like start of, you know, you know, baseball free agency. You're a big Mariners guy. I know you're pumped about the Mariners. Yeah. You're ready for them to be good for the long haul. Yeah. So now I'm kind of taking it as like, because I, I never have seen a hat on the causeway in my two, three years of driving it almost daily. No, and, there's never, I don't understand how that happened at all. It's very on brand for a Mariners hat to be that close to water though. So, so that makes sense. <laughs> 
So I, I, like, I like that. I'm gonna take it as a good sign. Is okay. like it's the only hat I've ever seen. It's a Mariner. I was wearing my I was wearing my Kraken hat, and I was yeah. like, there was a, almost like a laser Kraken Mariner like connection. Like I could feel like a laser yeah. beam shooting. You just my bonded hat. with like an inanimate object. Exactly. You're like, I I feel like I should be helping you out right Which now. Which is a problem I actually do have sometimes. I uh, I actually did feel bad <laughs> for the hat. I did sincerely feel bad. I was like, that thing doesn't get run over. That's a good looking hat. It looked like a good one too. Fuck. Fitted. I think it was fitted. It's like I'm I hope big. I don't see something horrible in the news later. Like Seattle light in New Orleans it gets into a car wreck Ooh, on the causeway <laughs> in the, into the deep. Uh, so the other thing, I, the other thing I wanted to ask you, uh, I wanted to tell you about or yeah. ask you about is what what is your take on Russ getting traded to the Broncos? Oh man, you're gonna do this to me. There's there's gonna be a lot of Seattle fans right now. They're like, really, Jeff? You're bringing this shit? I, just, up? I gotta ask you. Okay, so um, I I don't necessarily like the return. Okay, without getting too into it, I don't necessarily like the return that Seattle is getting back because it's very dependent on them hitting in the draft. And that front office historically, shoot. yeah, it's a crapshoot. And historically, no, I don't have I don't have faith <laughs> because John Schneider hasn't had a, a good draft since really, you know, the, the class that got uh, the 2014 uh, Seattle Seahawks Super Bowl. And and to be quite honest, they got they got pretty lucky with that particular draft. Um, with that being said, he also wanted out. I mean, he, he's been public. Well, not public, public, not so public doing the thing where he's like, I don't want to be traded, but if I were to be, here's a list of five teams I want to go to. <laughs> I don't know. Everything with him is so, I don't know. Like, like you never really get to know what's really on his mind because everything with him is just so scripted. And, uh, yeah, man, I don't know. He's wanted out for a while. It kind of seemed like the team was done dealing with the headache and, you know, they decided to make a deal with Denver. Now he's a Bronco. So thanks for the Super Bowl. Yes, I wish he was still in Seattle. I really hope Seattle figures it out because if I have to deal with Drew fucking Locke for the next couple of years being quarterback, um, I might just I might just start like watching Broncos games and not telling anybody. <laughs> maybe they maybe they pack up some of those package up some of those picks and they go a little higher or, or, or something like that. But it, I don't know what's can going you on. Root, can you root for good things for Russ and the Broncos? Yeah, of course. Like my thing with Russ is He's a really good dude, but I always thought he was like a goofy fuck because he he is like he's 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 a nerdy. Taking a note, this is a highlight yeah, yeah. Uh, for the Russell for the Wilson goofy fuck. Uh, <laughs> no, he's just he's a goofy dude, and he's really nerdy. He does some weird shit, like when he did the contract extension, he did the he filmed a video with him and him and Sierra in bed, and he's wearing like fifty gold chains. He's like, hey Seattle, we got a deal, you know, and it's the shit like that where you're like. Dude, who are you sleeping in bed with like all your gold chains on? Like what's going on here? Also, like it's very obvious that y'all are just laying in bed naked together. It was just it was so weird. Like even his teammates started doing like parody videos of it, which was <laughs> really hilarious. Like the Tyler Lockett version was great. But I don't know. He's, he's really goofy. With that being said, he's a good dude. He did a ton for the community. Um, Children's Hospital uh, in Seattle. He was there all the time yeah. um, spending, you know, spending every week. I think he would go there on a Tuesday and spend time with um, kids that were going through cancer. Uh, you know, he just, he did a lot for the community. He invested in the Sounders, um, you know, teammates loved him, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I blame fucking Sierra. At the end of the day, I should have just said, this is all Sierra's fault. Oh. It's all Sierra's fault. Oh, like the, I see. 
the writing was on the wall. The second that she said something like she doesn't want to be in the Seattle market because she wants to further her career. Like, I don't Ooh. remember Sierra making a, a song since she made Ride. And I'm pretty sure that was over a decade ago. <laughs> and you know what? I appreciate her for what she's done. But uh, the downfall of Russell Wilson in Seattle can be blamed solely on her. Sierra slander. It is Sierra slander. And you know what? I'm, la- I'm like, I'm not wishing for him to get injured. I want him to have a long, healthy. I mean, he's already going to be a Hall of Famer. But um, if he's complaining about his own line in Seattle before, uh, wait until you start playing for the Broncos, buddy. And look what happened with the Chargers yesterday and them signing Khalil Mack to go along with Joey Bosa. Uh, have fun dealing with that. They're coming after Have you. fun dealing with that two yeah. games a season yep. because that's not going to be easy whatsoever. And also the Broncos offensive line is statistically worse than Seattle's offensive line. And Russ likes to do his thing and scramble around and then blame it on the big guys. So if he was complaining in Seattle, he'd be complaining in Denver. So I'm going to say this started off as a roller coaster going up of like, I thought, okay, this can get, Joey's going to get a little sentimental. And then it comes comes in back to like don't ma- don't leave my team. I'm just saying, Bronco fans, like watch out. Like you're gonna love him at first, and then he's gonna post like some weird Jesus video. And the next thing you know, he's trashing his old line, and it's gonna start getting weird. Then Sierra is gonna be like, I want a bigger market. The, Ru- <laughs> the Russell weird trade is coming to yes. Denver this fall. Okay, uh, and the and la- before we get into the Kraken reaction here, I do want to talk about something that's going on really cool with the Kraken Pod. Um, that's that's you. If you listen to the show, you are a member of the Kraken Pod, um, and. The I didn't know anything about this, but this is cool. The Kraken are hosting a contest called the Legends of the Deep. And what okay. they did was they took submissions from fans uh, to enter into this voting contest. And basically, like, a whole bunch of people got chosen, like, I think 20 or 30 or 40 fans. And they have certain profiles um, at the Kraken website. And mm. you can go vote for them every day of March. And the winners can get tickets to games, autographed jerseys, cool stuff. And, like... All of the big wigs that are part of the Kraken Pod, like our our, our big time players, they are all running in this thing. So like, no and one. I don't know everybody's name, which by the way reminds me, we need to have like a Zoom or something like that where we meet, you know, everybody. Like we have like a happy hour, maybe like a Kraken happy hour. Where okay. We can kind of meet all fa- all the fans. I know yeah. I'm blitzing with that, but uh, Maderos. Uh, Caitlin, right? Uh, Caitlin V. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like one, like the leader in votes. I was looking at yesterday. She's got like nice. six thousand votes. Jesus. Yeah, she's like, and they're like first and second place. Are like so she's th- she's at least ten times bigger than we are already. Oh, so. totally. Okay. Yeah, she's already like she needs huge. to have her own podcast. We can just give her our hours. Uh, let's see. We got uh, uh, Shady Lady Cakes, who is uh, I forget her name, but she's like the graphic designer. Yeah, no, who, she's. Right? Um, uh, it's very early in the morning. I'm still finishing my coffee. And I, I know, we're terrible. I'm for being a horrible internet friend, but no, she's incredibly talented. Talented and very supportive. Nerdy Mike, uh, Chicken and Raffle. There's like all these cool people that we know that listen to this show that are running in this. So we're going to go vote daily for all these folks. Damn, I didn't even know the Kraken were doing this. Yeah, I know. Like We should have totally put our, our hat in the ring. I and know. We to- but I don't just think to, we Just to watch myself get like... 37th place. 60 votes. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Just me voting for myself 60 times. Exactly. But uh, anyway, so that's pretty cool. So it's Legends of the Deep. Um, We'll keep tweeting about it uh, uh, at Kraken Pod on Twitter. But this is really cool. So uh, good job to the Kraken Pod folks for doing this. And we uh, hope you pull it off and win. And speaking of that, we actually can talk about some winning. Let's get to your Kraken reaction. All right, so not a bad week for the for the Kraken. I mean, obviously we are in um, we are where we are. We're not going to the playoffs. We're just kind of watching and seeing what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went one and two last week, and I totally forgot that we actually got that extra point because yeah. you know we went to OT. So we yep. we uh, we lost in overtime and we won in a shootout, which is pretty cool. So uh, 
pretty solid week as we went through uh, Canada, and Canada's been okay to the Seattle Kraken. Uh, have they been? No, no. <laughs> so, no, no. We yeah, don't. so yeah, the Kraken go one and two. They pick up three points in the past week on three games. I mean, we can't experience uh, the sunshine without experiencing some of the rain, right? Isn't oh, that like how that. it goes? Like is that, that yeah. a song? Yeah, it is. I think yeah. so. <laughs> Should be. It's not. <laughs> um, no, so I guess we got to start off with uh, the first game of last week, which is Toronto Maple Leafs, which the Kraken end up losing six to four. That was a crazy-ass game. Yeah, there was a lot, there was a lot happening in that game. Uh, the, the Kraken... Seemed like they wanted to they wanted to keep up with Toronto, but God damn, man, Toronto pe- <laughs> like like the, the the Toronto PP jealousy. This is a very real thing. Their PP very strong. Oh, I was, I was the best in the league. Be- best biggest PPs. Uh, yeah, they had the biggest I, PPs in Toronto. Uh, we're talk- talking about power plays, yeah. obviously. <laughs> uh, but that game was awesome because the the Kraken were like winning the game, mm-hmm. and you could just see the despair. And this, I tweeted about this, and I, I'm a bad. I think I'm a bad omen tweeter because um, I tweeted about it from Kraken Pod, and then boom, the Leafs tie it right back up, and they pretty much remember they were the Leafs. But there was. Yeah. Th- when things go bad in Toronto, it the the world literally stops there. <laughs> like it is so intense. There's so much pressure on the Leafs to do well and go far in the playoffs that right now they basically are in the playoffs. Yeah. And that game was looking rough and I loved it because they just looked like they were lost and you could hear a pin drop there and it was rough. But then all of a sudden the Leafs remembered they were the Leafs. And they have elite goal scoring, elite offense on that team. And they just turned it on and, and we ended up losing to the Leafs. Yeah. So they they have one of the best uh, power plays uh, in, in the NHL. The Kraken gave them six opportunities and Toronto scored in three of them. It's Terrible. the most, power, it's the most power play opportunities that the Kraken have allowed all season. And Toronto <laughs> took advantage of it. And when you do things like that against a really good team, you're going to lose. Austin Matthews ended up having the hat trick because his last goal came on the empty netter. Um, it was close for for a period of time there, but you kept giving you know the, the Maple Leafs opportunities and they took advantage of it. This is what good teams do. They're going to find ways to win. And they really didn't even have to find ways to win because the Kraken were handing them ways to win. Um, you take dumb penalties against a team with a very strong power play, they're going to expose you. And that's exactly what happened. So, you know, Looking at the Kraken of the past few months, mm-hmm. I feel like if I'm just going with 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 the feels, the Kraken feels is the season started off, um, you know, a lot of energy, right, and mm-hmm. um, weren't weren't scoring goals, but it, it felt like the the D was okay, goaltending was so so, and I feel like over the past you know month or so here is the offense is starting to click, yes, and we don't even ha- and we, you know through COVID and injuries and turbo and we like we don't even have our full capability firepower, yeah, but they've found a way to score goals which is pretty awesome i feel like consistently we're scoring you know we went from like scoring two goals a game on average probably to now like three four in in, a lot, in most cases which is great but yeah. the defense and the bad mistakes like every single game there are epic mistakes that lead to bad things happening and i would say in this game it's you can't give the biggest pp in the nhl uh six opportunities to put it in the net yeah, uh, Austin, Ma- Austin Matthews dropped his big PP all over the Kraken. <laughs> right. And no, so you, but no, that you make a really good point about about uh, the goal scoring here because just you know doing some quick basic second grade uh, math here, the Kraken scored fourteen goals over this past week in three games, 
And they only won one of those games, which is really crazy because I remember during the expansion draft in the beginning of the season, everyone, including ourselves at certain points, were talking about how the strength of this team is going to be defense, but they're going to struggle with with goal scoring. And now everything has completely shifted to where they're starting to find ways to score, which, by the way, the the Kraken now have a weird thing where it's like they just continue to score short uh, shorties. I don't understand how that's happening, but whatever. and shorties, oh my. It's like five on five, kind of difficult, but uh, we'll take some, some shorties. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I'm not sure exactly what's going on. Uh, the defense is uh, consistently struggling and leaving their goalies hanging out to dry. And it's really hard to also evaluate the goaltending uh, based on that. And, it, again, it's a very easy kind of a snapshot reaction to look at a score of a game and say, ah, oh, fuck, Grubauer, we're paying him all this money, look at him playing like shit again. It's like, really? Because you can watch him yell at the guys on the ice for two hours because they're not doing their defensive shifts correctly and they're constantly turning the puck over right in front of him or putting it in on their own fucking net, which is um, actually what they did against Montreal, which we'll get to here in oh, a second. That was rough. But So the, vi- the vibe for the Leafs game was a fun game, even though it was yes, heartbreaking. It was, it yes. was fun to watch. And then, you know, we, so we lose 6-4, uh, going to Thursday night uh, mm-hmm. against the Ottawa Senators. And it, it, that just felt weird. The Senators, in my entire life of being an NHL hockey fan, like, I often forget that the Senators are our team. What's, the, what's the vibe check? Because you were about to say, like, how you felt about it. And I have some feelings about this game, too, like, just, before puck drop. Just, like, blah. Like, this, yes. is, this is, like, an NHL game? Like, what, yeah. The, the, for, I, I'm, but I'm serious. I always forget. I don't forget. But I always forget that the Senators are a team. Yeah. Because they've never really done anything. So even like watching a game in Ottawa is like, this feels like yep. I'm watching an AHL game. This feels like I'm watching something small. And I, honestly, I think the Kraken, maybe that's the Senators' strategy, which doesn't work well for them, is they they think small and they think like a minor league hockey team. So the Kraken mm. came in and probably were like low, low minimal effort because this team sucks so bad and the Senators suck and the arena's not that great. So we're not going to give a lot of good effort here. So we're just going to, you know, anyway, they did, they just, it just felt, flat and they had a, a, a day or two of rest I don't know maybe they're going out getting some Molsons or some Labats I have no idea but <laughs> even though the Kraken came back to tie the game up and send it to overtime it just felt weird no the, the vibes were completely off and I'm glad that you mentioned that because this is something that we have not talked about until right now that I don't understand what was going on but literally before the game even started I was like this just feels like, it just feels like there's a giant cloud overhanging this game right now. Yeah. And it was really hard to get into it. And it showed in how the Kraken were playing. And by the way, you also make a really good point because the Kraken do play up or down to their opponent. To their opponent. So they're playing against Ottawa, not a good team. And they play like complete ass, but then they'll go and play at Toronto and they'll have a hell of a game True, they actually have a really good chance to win, you know, but uh, you know, Toronto ended up taking that one, but it's just, it's, it's kind of what they've done throughout the entire season. Like every time you think they're going to, you know, kick some team's ass, uh, they either lose or it's a lot closer than it should be. And then when you think they're going to get their ass kicked, like playing at Florida, they end up going in there and stealing a game and it makes no sense. And everyone's like, can the Kraken get into the playoffs? Like it doesn't, you know, it's just a really weird That's season. a good point, Joy, because, you know, that's something I think that teams learn as they exist just in, in the NHL. And they, they yeah. learn how to be resilient and how to keep that energy up the whole time. Yeah. And you've got guys who are coming together to play together uh, for the first time ever on a team mm-hmm. in the NHL. They got cat. They were, you know, they, they weren't on. They all came from different teams. And I guarantee you that that's part of it is like, how do you keep that energy going and, and that confidence going? So yeah, they get up when they get to the big, big time teams. And then they just kind of like, you know, lay an egg when they get to the, the crappy teams. It goes deeper than that for me. Are you ready to hear what I think is really going on? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. This is a Seattle sports team thing. 
This is not a new NHL team thing. This is what Seattle what? sport. This is what Seattle sports teams do. If you watch any Seattle Seahawks game, for example, the Seattle Seahawks. The running joke is, and it's very true, is that the Seattle Seahawks have never played a normal game in the regular season ever. Every game, for no reason whatsoever, is filled with a ton of drama, weird coaching decisions, things that are happening that shouldn't be happening. Um, and, and just things consistently get out of hand. And it's always in the games where it's like, oh, they're playing against so-and-so. They should lose. Oh, my God, Seattle pulled off a, some crazy comeback win. Okay, now we have, you know, two years ago, the, the lowly Cardinals at home. Seattle should take care of this game, and we could really use this win uh, for playoff seating. Oh, we just lost by 20 for no fucking reason, <laughs> and, it's, and it's completely inexplainable. Okay. The Seattle Kraken are the most... Seattle sports team, despite existing for a shorter period of time than any other team. I don't understand it. it. I can't make sense of it. But the Mariners and the Seahawks have been doing this to me throughout my entire life. So it's like very, I'm like, I'm like, of course, this is what a Seattle sports team does is they go out there and they constantly fuck with the, the heads of their fan base. And it's just something that I've gotten used to. But it's also why especially in the beginning of the season, you have a lot of individuals, including myself, who were like, oh shit, I don't know anything about hockey. But watching this team go on like, you know, the, the road trip they did and start knocking out some of the best teams in the NHL, maybe this team's a lot better than we thought and they have a chance to make the playoffs. And then you get everybody really excited. No, come to find out, we're actually not that good. This is just a Seattle sports team doing Seattle sports team things. You know, we talk about, I think every episode is the, you got to throw Las Vegas out the window, the Knights. Uh, yes. And, you know, they, they changed rules so they, they, they could not build a team like that again. Mm -hmm. uh, I will say this is as the season goes on and I start thinking about the draft, and I start thinking about what Seattle is trying to build. I do believe that Ron, will Haxel be around? I'm not sure. Nah. I still give him credit. I still give him some credit. I give I, him credit for his haircut. That's about it. Pretty, pretty, yeah, pretty slick. Yeah, yeah, pretty I'm pretty sure he gets one like every other day. I oh, mean, it's, I, that shit is tight. I need a haircut badly. I, if I had access to a hair, like at work, like, uh, hey, you want your haircut today? I would say like, hell yeah, I'd do it every day. Do you think he's going super cuts or do you think he's going to like a salon? I picture him being like a salon guy, but he doesn't tell anybody because he's he's in the world of hockey and they would bash the living shit out of him. Well, actually, what I heard, I heard that Turbo actually while well, he's recovering you know and he's working with the team yeah he is now styling hair he's like because his hair is so epic don't he, fuck with me he's like got the that. sweetest you, didn't, you didn't hear that i did hear this <laughs> i did i heard it just now in my head <laughs> breaking news Justin music uh makes up some hair that would be hilarious you know if turbo like, turbo would be of all the players in the kraken yeah. he would be awesome with hair i'm sure he'd be like oh do a little this do a little that zip, zip, zip. he could be doing maybelline commercials right now maybe he's born with it you know I, what i'm saying like I his, think so. his his flowing locks are incredibly beautiful yeah Haxel's. yeah the only thing i give him credit for is the haircut but, so, uh, but i'm with you i think ron francis, ron francis is going is to do is right things. doing a good job and uh the kraken tweeted some video uh earlier this week of him or it was like late last week talking about all the prospects the kraken prospects yeah and it's been he spends two minutes talking about him and of course he's gonna say good things about him but like maddie Beneers has really just come on the scene. Uh, he's like the second uh, leading scorer in NCAA hockey. Yeah, I love the that. The guy's kid. just really good. You know, Michigan's a great hockey team. That mm -hmm. tournament is starting. The Frozen Four, uh, we're getting ready for that, is, is going to be happening. So many sports, board. yeah. Yep, so like that's going on. But he he, he went down the list, and, and we'll put the video out. We'll retweet it. But he went down the list of all their draft picks um, from the last draft, and it, I think the Kraken are looking pretty good. So like the future, I do believe, mm -hmm. and I'm very 
optimistic. Uh, I do believe they're looking pretty good. So no, I, I, I believe they are too. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there, yeah. but I believe they are. And it's really interesting because they have so much flexibility that really the future is kind of wide open for them at this moment. It's just going to be, things will start taking shape as they start to move players around before the trade deadline, which is definitely going to happen. And really quick, I have to say something about the, the game against the centers. I'm giving credit to the Kraken because they were down three, nothing going to the third period. And they scored three goals to force the overtime, which they end up losing, but whatever they got the point. And I also have to shout out Josh Norris at the centers because he scored twice in the game against the Kraken, but it was his 100th game, um, including the power play goal that he had in overtime. They actually won it for them, but he has 39 goals in hundred games with Ottawa, uh, which ties Alexi Yash, for most uh, by an Ottawa player in their first 100 games. So I have to give credit to him because, um, you know, he beat the Kraken, but uh, it's, you know, Ottawa's not a good team, but they have a good player in Josh. Alexi Yashin, by the way, that's a name that I haven't heard in a long time. And he yeah. is, he was, he's probably the most, um, what's, what's the word for that? Like he's the most underachieving hockey player there was a lot of stuff that with him like because he was oh, one shit. of the, he was one of the first russians to to be in the league back in the early days yeah uh, he did not want to play in ottawa uh he don't blame him he yes uh he got, and they were epically bad when they first came into the league <laughs> um but he could have been one of the best in the in the league uh but i think he got bored and didn't work that hard i think that was his deal but he alexi yashin was a really good hockey player like like that's one of those guys you look you watch a hockey game an nhl hockey game and yeah. you see like wow this is really these guys are really good and he's like who's that guy he's better than everybody else that was alexi so Yashin. he was naturally born Gifted. to play hockey oh. and he was just like yeah i'm just gonna i'm literally going to skate through this that's kind that's kind yeah he did he kind of did that so like okay. uh, uh so we we win in overtime against the senators and we lose. Uh, I, I'm sorry, we lost. We lost. My bad. I'm I getting, wish. I wish we won. I know. I'm, who cares? We won the game four three in <laughs> overtime. Uh, so, <laughs> but I think the vibe thing and your really good point about Seattle teams. I believe that's going to be coached out of them. And as they be, have chemistry, I think it's I maybe mean, not coached, maybe yeah. GM'd out of them. Yeah. But as they have chemistry, I think this will change going into next season. I hope so. I hope you're right, man. But I'm telling you right now, I've, I've been experiencing this my, my entire life. So we'll see. I'm, I'm going to, I will, as a non-native Washingtonian and now mm. new Seattle Kraken fan, I will pull you up, Joey. I will, <laughs> I will, I will pull you up and I will keep you out of Just that. Just in time for the Kraken Mariners and Seahawks to kick me down. But I appreciate it. <laughs> Okay, all right. So Saturday night, Saturday night in Montreal. Um, this is one of those, you know, like, look, playing in Montreal is always special. Just like playing in Toronto is always special. It's just exciting, great energy. And the Kraken definitely channeled that uh, Kraken energy, and, and they pulled out a win um, in the shootout, which was pretty awesome. It was a fun, fun game. Mm-hmm. Um, what There's two big moments for me that, that like, uh, were great. Well, actually, no. Both pissed me off. Is we got to talk about uh, Mason Appleton. Yeah, uh, with it, he, he would have his goal getting overturned because of being offside. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, which is bullshit. And then, man, just really, really dumb, bad play. Larson, you talk about Larson with the Our last two minutes, <laughs> just head in the clouds. You know, and like God love him. You know what I mean? It's like, I mean, look, if I was on that ice, I would be a pylon, and I'd be deflecting everything. In. They'd be deflecting pucks off my. Skull. Yeah, but you're also not a professional fucking hockey player, <laughs> and Larson is, and he redirected just. a pass from the opponent off of his own stick into the Kraken's own net, which tied the game with like a little over two minutes left in the third. I mean, that just looked like. That just looked like bad beer hockey. Like, I mean, like bad, bad beer league hockey. That just looked really bad. Yeah, it wasn't good. And all, the thing for Appleton kills me because he's the guy that in the preseason I was really excited for. In fact, he, he might have been my number one guy. I was like, I'm going to watch this guy 
for some reason, my, I just gravitated towards his style of play. And to be honest, like I've been kind of let down for the most part of the season because I just feel like he hasn't contributed the way I think that he's capable of doing. So, yeah, that that was a bummer to get that turned around. The Larson, re, uh, the redirect, I don't know. I, I'm not going to pile on him too much because he's been a solid defender for the Kraken for the majority of the season. Yeah. And so we're going to let that one go. But now let's turn this negative into a positive. Had to give credit to the team because they could have easily let that moment completely bring them down and and lose the game because of it. But they were able to rebound and get their shit together, and they end up winning it in a shootout. And also, shout out to Grubauer. And I believe he didn't get any, like, he wasn't, like, one of the stars of the game, which I do not know how. He had 30 saves in the night, including stopping every single shot against him in the shootout. And Marcus uh, Johansson, he was the one with the shootout winner. But, uh, yeah, Gruby, Gruby with, uh, he had a with great 30 game. saves. Uh, one of those goals should not have fucking counted, but again, getting hung out to dry by his own guys, and it is what it is. Well, Lars just you know he 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 wasn't thinking. He didn't he didn't know his space. He didn't know where he was. Like he wasn't paying attention to the fact that he should be picking his his feet up. Or dude, there's two minutes left in regulation. I mean, just is he just like can't wait to go out for some steak later? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Montreal, <laughs> baby, let's go out. Underrated um, food city. Also, but, too, no. I want to I want to pile on to give uh, Gruby a pat on the back because he made an epic save too with mm. a few minutes left in the game to yeah. like to on the breakaway. And, yep, it was yeah. just awesome. So you know, Gruby's he's good. Here's here's what I'm liking about the hockey is such a sport of like just it's it is chess moves because Mason Appleton he's really good Mm-hmm. He may just need to play with the right player on his line to like go to that next level. Yes. Uh, one thing that they were talking about, if you if you really if you watch the Leafs game, Michael Bunting came over from Arizona uh, Coyotes, yeah, and he's young guy who only played a handful of games for them. Super talented guy, and he gets put onto the top line with the Leafs, and they explode. He explodes. Okay. You know, so like he he is not. Um, you know, Mitch Marner, he's not Austin Matthews, but he's like the glue guy. And every big time line in NHL history that you go back to, you know, there's typically, there's, it's rare that all three guys are the big guns, right? You've always got the okay. one, the person who's, who just is the glue, the hard worker or the assist guy, which is also, you know, an awesome thing. Yeah. But I'm telling you is I think Ron Francis is super smart. I love where they're going, what they did in the draft. I can't wait to see what he does in this year's draft. Okay. Um, which, you know, like, look, maybe we'll get a, a, an epic pick. Um, and I think it's just moving guys to the right places to make. And I hope Mason Mace is still with us. I really hope he is because he's a bright spot. Um, it's just putting players in the right spots, getting the right chemistry together. And then you think light bulbs go off. Yeah. You yeah. know, so like when Maddie Beneers is skating with the Kraken. Oh my God, when that day comes. Later this year. Yeah. Like that's going to be electricity. So like yeah. the pieces are there. So, you know, the Kraken are learning and yeah, it was an awesome, they win in Montreal in an awesome shootout. Um, Man, I totally just, I loved that game. That was fantastic. So um, whatever, they're heading home with a W and they got two points and they took care of Montreal, which, you know, they should have taken care of. Well, not, not should have, like the, the Kraken are one of it, not the worst team in the NHL, but it's an opponent that they very, that they could be and they did. Also last props for that game is Marcus Johansson's winner in the yeah. shootout. Like, this is, like, phenomenal. Yeah, no, that's... He, that's and what I love about that. that is, like, you see guys in shootouts, they come in, they dipsy-doodle, which is, like, tic-tac-toe. Yeah. He came right in. No, he knew exactly what the hell he was doing. He just came in, like, just firing rockets. He just goes... He just goes, nice little deke, boom, top shelf. Yep. He's good. So, Kraken beat Montreal. We got three points last week. We'll take it. 
And now we got to talk about what is coming up this week. And uh, I, there's a big game for me coming up on Saturday night, but we, we cannot <laughs> overlook uh, Wednesday night's game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, so they're 38-15-6. They are second in the Atlanta uh, in the Atlantic uh, behind Florida. They've been in a little bit of a skid. They've actually they've gone two and three in their last five games. Uh, those three losses came against Winnipeg, the Peggers, Calgary, and Edmonton. Uh, Canada has not been nice to Tampa Bay as of late. And I just made a note, and again, this is an individual that uh, I just enjoy watching uh, whenever I catch uh, the Lightning on TV, but it's Steven Stamkos. I mean, he's he's been their center and their and their captain. I mean, he, they drafted him first overall in 2008. Um, again, he's incredibly talented. He leads, he leads their team in points uh, with 63, which is 17th in the NHL, and he's got 27 goals in the season, which is 19th in the NHL. So, so he, he's, he's a top 20 player, and he's... He's damn good. And he's and old. It's, and he's old. He's doing it. Yeah. As a, but so like his, he's also played his entire career with Tampa Bay, too, which I, I just lo- I love. I'm old school like that. I love seeing guys spending their entire careers with one franchise. To me, that's just a special thing. Instead of going around to a different city and trying to, like, you know, chase a cup. But, you know. Steven Stamkos' story is pretty good because he's always been a very likable guy in the mm-hmm. NHL. Um, although, I'm trying to think back to when he first came in the league. I feel like there was some controversy with him kind of being a little bitch. But, uh, <laughs> but, but it's, Sports it's, 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 cha- it's changed. It's changed. <laughs> and he's gone through a lot of shit. Like, he yeah, injuries. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, one of the cup runs. Like, he basically didn't come back to the playoffs. But then he was also, like... No, he came back and he played literally one game. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. One game. He got, so, he got, yeah. still got his name on the cup and all that good stuff. And uh, yeah. But he's he is... It, to see him leading the team in points, um, the Lightning are a really, really good team. Obviously, uh, they kind of have a little dynasty going on. Winning, you know, you know, can they can they do it again? Can they pull off another cup? Well, we'll see. But um, you know, it'll be fun to, to to watch. And also, too, it's a nice to have the Kraken back at Climate Pledge Arena. Yes, which would be which would be great. Thank God. So I really hope that they can piece together a couple of wins at Climate Pledge and give the fans something to cheer about, which is uh, pretty cool. So yeah, and to put things into perspective, really quick about how good Stamkos is for people that might not know of him or watch the Lightning too much. Uh, in November of 2019, against the Peggers, he scored his <laughs> he he scored his 400th career goal, and he became the second fastest active player to do that. And the only person that's that's faster than him again that's active is Alex Ovechkin. So, uh, yeah, he's in pretty good company, and when he's healthy, he's a he's a really good player. So he'll be somebody to watch. I would love for the Kraken to take this game to come home and against our little winning streak. But every time we say that they end up shitting their pants. So, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hold my breath, but hey. I'm, I'm Oh, and it's on TNT. So we get the nationally, we get the nationally oh, telecast sweet. game. So I'm very excited for that. I'm excited. That, that that's a fun crew to watch. You know, uh, Paul Bissonnette, Biz Nasty from Spitting Chicklets yes. podcast. He's, I love that dude. And uh, he's hilarious, but the whole lineup's cool. So, and also to get Wayne Gretzky commenting <laughs> on the crack. <laughs> like, Holy shit. What is happening <laughs> here? Yeah. Of course, Wayne no Gretzky. Big deal. Yeah. Wayne Gretzky is just like, you could tell the, the air of Wayne is like, He's hilarious. He's actually really, uh, he's uh, he's funny. Uh, yes. But he's got an air of like, I'm the greatest of all time. He has I nothing kinda, to prove. He just throws some comments at every now and then. And it like comes across as like, he's not, you know, he's not uh, elite or he doesn't have his nose turned up at you. But at the same time, you're just kind of like, when he speaks, you're like, yeah, okay, cool. All right, that sounds good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, like what, what are you going to do? Challenge his take? He's yeah. Wayne fucking Gretzky. Know, like, you know. like he's going to say whatever the hell he wants and he's allowed to. I like I like where the NHL is going with uh, kind of what they're doing on broadcast, except, except for uh, Leah Hextall. She's just... Leah, God. Yeah, thank you. But, that, but she's sorry. with ESPN. She's not with TNT. That's true. She's just... Yeah. I mean, and I don't want to like 
bag on a because uh, there's so many great female broadcasters and and, and that's and nothing hockey. to do with her being a female. No, it's the fact I, that I don't think she's good at her fucking I, job. Hey, look, as look, uh, I you know my my business, uh, my employees are all female. I, I, we are a female dominated house. I, I I do not like to 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 bag on on any female whatsoever. But she just I try I keep trying to give her something, and it's just really it's rough. errors that if anybody were to make, it would bother me. It's like calling goals when there are no goals happening. It's the mispronounce, uh, you know, it's, it's mispronouncing playing uh, players' names. It's 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 the energy. It again it has nothing to do with like oh there there goes that woman talking again. You know, <laughs> it has nothing to do with that because when they when they you know when they some just, people that are probably doing that, which, <laughs> which hey, is screw a, you, buddy. Yeah, well, those 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 people suck. As 2022 and fucking get with the program, but you know, because when they when they do things like when the ESPN does a broadcast and they go over to like Linda Cohn, I love it because oh, yeah. Linda Cohn is such a professional. She knows her shit. She's dropping little stat, uh, like you know, little fun facts in there. Like you can tell she does her homework. And then they go back over to Leah Hextel and she's just screwing something else up. She's just in her energy level. Anyway, all right. So moving Anyways, on. Yeah, we're yeah, going to yeah, move yeah, on. Yeah, this is yeah, TNT, yeah, so we're yeah, excited for yeah, that. Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're, good. we're good. So let's get to it, man. The big tilt on Saturday night. The big one. <laughs> so this is so here's what's kind of <laughs> cool. bias whatsoever. So my mom is coming to visit this weekend. Okay. Uh, from Detroit. And uh, it's the first time I've seen my mom, honestly, in like six years. Uh, oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's about my uh, timeline, too. A lot, yeah. lot going on. And um, I'm excited. We're excited to have her in town. But it, I think it's kind of ironic that the Kraken, you know, my two teams play each other on Saturday night at Climate Pledge Arena. It's exciting to have the Wings um, at Climate Pledge for the first time ever, which is pretty neat. Okay. Um, so, you know, I think what, and I think these two teams parallel each other. I, you know, I've yes. watched both all season long and, um, you know, they're, the, the wings have a history, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but the recent history is not good. They're rebuilding and they're continuing to rebuild and they they, they will not make the playoffs this year. Yes. Um, but they've got some bright spots. But what I like is, you know, Steve Eisenman, the GM of the Red Wings, um, you know, he's he is experimenting. Never and heard of him. Is he new? I, I don't know. Some guy. Okay. I have no idea. <laughs> captain, something like that. Um, you know, he's just letting him play and figure things out. Like, yeah. you know, I, I've never honestly seen um, the Red Wings. They've won some awesome games this year. Uh, they've lost games in crazy fashion um you know they lost it like a week and a half ago to the coyotes like eight to two by the way arizona's coyotes going on a, they're, they're like they're on a heater they you, are on a heater you never they walk got, away from a heater and last they're on a night heater. they were the only game in the nhl last night and they scored five goals like they are yeah. they're scoring like crazy yeah and they're also like their twitter like they're like shit talking teams now oh and, and they're moving into a five thousand seat arena next year yeah, I mean they're playing what where Arizona State plays ASU, which yeah. is and they have no plans to get into another arena. It's a debacle, and it doesn't look it's not a good look for the NHL. But anyway, back to the Red Wings. Steve Eisman's tinkering, and he's he's trying to figure it out. And what I'm excited about is not only you know my two teams, the Kraken and the Wings, but like they're they're both like young, exciting teams. There's exciting yes. things going on for them. Yes. Um, you know, I think the Red Wings are reaping the rewards of the draft uh, right now. The Kraken aren't. You know, they they are gonna they will next year. Mm -hmm. But what I like to think is that the Kraken next season will be what the Red Wings are this season. Like uh, a lot more excitement because you've got Maddie Beneers, you you got all, all these other draft picks that are hopefully going to play with the Kraken. Yeah. And you've got like, wow, I can see the future coming through. I see it. And that's what you are with the Red Wings right now is you see the future coming through. Lots to figure out. Um, but, you know... I, that's why I'm excited to see these two teams play each other because I don't know what's going to happen. I have no idea. But they're also your teams. I mean, if you throw out all that stuff to the side, at the end of the day, you get to watch your, you know, your, you know, long time, you know, since you were a kid, Red Wings 
take on the Seattle Kraken at Climate Pledge Arena, which is pretty cool. And then you you mentioned that they they, they mirror each other, and it's interesting you bring that up because I actually found a, a stat that I thought was really interesting. So the Red Wings this year have given up 221 goals in the season so far, and that puts them at 30th in the NHL. The Kraken have literally allowed one less goal than that. They're at 220 goals they've allowed in the season, which puts them at 29th. So they are literally neck and neck uh, when it comes to goaltending. I just thought that was really interesting. I have to ask you now, and this is the part of this particular game where I want you to relax. If you need to take your pants off, I understand. <laughs> what? Because I, you're gonna, I'm going to ask you here in a question. You want to talk about Moritz Sider? Yeah. Do you want to talk about him? Because yeah. this kid... I, I feel like he doesn't get the credit that he deserves. Now, I don't know. Is it because, so he, he's a rookie. He's a, he's a defenseman. And the kid is an all-out fucking monster. And I think he, I, it looks like he's the future of the Detroit Red Wings and could be one of the best players in the NHL. Every time you watch him, are you doing like the, you got like a hockey boner? What's going on no, in your I'm head good. when you watch no, this just, guy play? I'm just pumped. I'm ready. Keep, okay. keep, keep going. I'm ready, to, I'm ready to talk. Do you think, okay, here's, here's a question for you. Is he the first bona fide star on the blue line for Detroit since Nicholas Lidstrom? First thing is Lucas Raymond is another rookie uh, who, yes. who is right there. Yes. Uh, he's like, you know, third or, or fourth in rookie scoring. Okay. Mort Sider is like third or fourth. So they're right there. Yeah. Well, he's about, he's first in the team with assists. He has 36 on the season so far. So when you talk about Nicholas Lidstrom, he's one of, not just for the Red Wings, but one of the greatest defensemen of all time. Which is why it's a serious thing when I see not only Red Wings like, you know, beat reporters, but also national reporters already putting him in that category, being like, if this kid can stay healthy, that's the level that he should be at. What is exciting, and I don't know, I don't think you can compare him to Nicholas, Nicholas Lidstrom um, because they play two different games. Nicholas Lidstrom Fair. is Mr. Perfect, mm -hmm. which means, like, he could skate. He was fast, but he didn't look fast. Mm. He just was always there. He was always in the right spot. He was always knocking pucks out of the air. He was always, like, he just was perfect. He played defense perfectly. He wasn't very physical. Okay. Uh, he, he, wasn't a, he wasn't knocking your ass down. But was he in the way? Was he poking the puck away from you? Was he not knocking that saucer pass uh, out of the air with his epic, like, hand-eye coordination? He was okay. doing all of it. And it all adds up to him being one of the greatest defensemen of all time. He just, like, he just anchored the D. He could... Shoot an outlet pass, I think, through like a the 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 eye of a needle. Like it's just incredible what this guy could do. To watch him skate, it's just like I can't even tell you how much confidence I had when the puck went into our zone when I knew Nicholas was back there. Right? Okay. So so this guy's epic. Now, Moritz Sider. Okay? I was gonna say everything you just said would be how I would describe Moritz Sider. So, Moritz yeah. Sider is confident. Moritz Sider yes. can move the puck. Mm -hmm. Moritz Sider is a physical specimen. Beast. And he's 20 years old and he's defending like he's not afraid of anybody. No, no. So like if you his highlight reel, the 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 best highlight reels from Moritz Sider this season are when he looks off a check. Mm -hmm. Okay, which basically he's going to get like he's getting hit. He's in the he's on the train tracks. He's got the puck. Somebody's taking a run at him to hit him. Right. Mm -hmm. And he stands tall like a brick shithouse. Yeah. And whoever was taking a run at him is bouncing off of him onto their ass on the ice. <laughs> Meanwhile, this dude is just, you know, standing tall. He just basically made an NHL player uh, skating at full speed bounce off of him like bullets off of Superman's chest. Yeah, and his rookie season at 20 years old. At 20 years old. So 
Does he have a chance to be? Is he the first bona fide star in the blue line since Nicholas Lidstrom? He's got too early. He's is a little too early, okay. but everything he's doing, especially too, is like the season's gone on. People are starting to take notice. Yes, people are starting to take notice of nationally this too, like nationally and internationally. It's it's a big deal because he's a German born player. So right. a lot of people are taking a lot of pride in his play as they should. I will say this is should he win the Calder, which is the rookie of the year? Yeah, should he the win most, that trophy? Most proficient in the NHL. So that's the that's the the actual definition of the Calder. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah. So and that's what's interesting to me about the Calder is because it goes to the most proficient rookie, and everyone wants to talk about Trevor Zegras, and I love him. Like I'm, I'll, I'll fucking stand for that dude all day because I like his play. I also recognize that he is an individual where his play is more on the flashy side. You will see him in the highlights all over the place. And I feel like Cider just, he's not in that conversation as much because he's one of those guys that I think when I watch him play, he's doing everything right, but you're not going to watch a single thing and be like, oh shit, that's going to go on the sports center top 10. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the, the rookie scoring, right? Yeah. And we talked about him earlier, but Michael Bunting yeah. is, is just, he has taken off. And what sucks, what sucks is he is now the uh, rookie scoring leader. As of right now, 47 points, right? Yeah. And he's also on the most popular team in the NHL. Okay. Right? So he's on the Leafs. Yeah. So he's playing on the top line. He's getting, if, if, if they do well in the playoffs, he's going to win that award. Which historically they do not, at least. You so know, I hope they shit the history. bed, as the Leafs usually do. <laughs> now, Lucas Raymond's number two at 45. Zegras has got 44 points. And okay. Moritz Sider's got 41 points. So I will say most proficient. I mean, I'm going to say, yeah. As All a, around game. Yeah. As a defenseman, like that, he's, he is just really, really good. Now, you know, they're going to kind of point to like, all right, so you've got one of the most epic offenses in the league, the Leafs. So Michael Bunting's part of that. Yes. You've got the Red Wings who are just not that good. Um, you know, they're, they're defensively, they're not that good, obviously, as you just mentioned. So like, who is more important to their team as a rookie? Michael Bunting scoring a shit ton. They're scoring a shit ton. They're doing well. One of the best teams in the league. Okay. So there's points for him. Moritz Sider is awesome and looks great and is doing so many awesome things. But he's playing defense on a team that gets the shit kicked out of them on a regular basis. Yeah. Well, so, and by the way, if, if anybody is listening to this and they haven't had a chance to watch him play, do yourself a favor. Go on YouTube and look at the February game where it was the Red Wings versus uh, the Flyers. Mm -hmm. And look at what Sider did um, on the PK against Philly when he literally was a one-man penalty kill. Yeah. Like, he, he took the puck and then proceeded to literally skate around the entire Flyers team, and no one could do shit about it. And he killed their entire power play by himself. The hockey world went crazy. They're like, this kid's insane. He's continuing to do stuff like this on a regular basis. Um, and it's why people are really starting to fall in love with him. And again, he's 20 years old. This is his rookie season. So watch that. Watch that highlight. You'll get an understanding of why everyone is starting to nut, nut in their pants over this. <laughs> that That is what I wish for the Seattle Kraken. Yeah. Is a, a player like this caliber who's really young. You're like, holy shit. Yes. A game-changing defenseman that you just know can carry the puck. Nobody's going to screw with him. That's why I love Vince Dunn so much because he's yeah. aggressive, you know, like he's this very he, pretty face for a guy that likes to fight a lot. Yeah, he's <laughs> right. Exactly. That's, you know, the faces have gotten prettier over the years. His fighting's gotten yeah, a little less the prominent. More, the more yeah. he punches, like, there's well, a lot, of, nine there's a lot of studs in the NHL. Um, <laughs> but, you know, so like, I wish that for the Kraken, you know, and, I, and again, I, I look at back to what I said at the beginning. I look at the Red Wings as like a year ahead 
of where the Kraken are going. Yes. You know, they have their pieces kind of in place. They're going to add some more. Um, you know, I think that the Red Wings are going to be big sellers at the uh, uh, deadline. The deadline here yeah. coming up in a week. So I think they're going to get more. They're going to get more. And, and statistically, over the years, the Red Wings have been one of the best drafting teams. And uh, so I think that they're going to get better. And I do believe that Ron Francis has got, he's got the smarts. He's got it. I think he can do I the do same. Too. He I can do this, the same. I had this weird, I don't know what it is. Again, we're vibes people. And my my vibe, my totally. gut with Ron Francis is the opposite of Haxtell. I trust Ron Francis. I don't know what direction the Kraken are going to take uh, because they made it clear that they were going to, you know, rebuild uh, or rather build this team through the draft moving forward. Um, once during the expansion draft, uh, the rest of the teams in NHL made it very clear to them that they would rather uh, let expensive guys go than give them draft capital, which kind of was like, okay, well, now you're showing me what I need to do for the future. I trust Ron Francis, and Ron Francis we trust. Honestly, and I agree. I, it's it's the gray hair. It's the, it's the amazing silver box. We need box. what would Ron Francis do bracelets. We would. What would what, what would Ronnie do? Yeah, no. I, I WWRD. I'm, and I'm at peace. I'm at peace with him selling some pieces off. I want draft. It's picks. happening. Yeah, it's happening. It's he, gonna happen. He already. I mean, he um he actually confirmed to the Athletic, I believe it was last week, that he is actively going to get Giordano out of Seattle. So there's a good chance that this is the last podcast episode we do where the captain Ooh. is no longer with the Kraken. Would you like any, to say any parting words for, for Jordan? This is weird. I actually just got like my, one of my first big emotional moments thinking about that is like, yeah. kind of got like a little gut punch there. He was, like, I, you sucks. know, not trying to, you know, be a wise guy here, but he was in Seattle long enough to have a cup of coffee. I mean, really, <laughs> I mean, and we appreciate it. And well, it's actually really interesting because Ron Francis, did you know that he had no intention of the team having a captain when the organization was built? Like after the expansion draft, he legitimately was not going to have a captain. Like the Kraken were going to be captain list but because of Giordano's presence in the locker room and the way that he carried himself they threw the C on the sweater okay I didn't know that yeah so that it was it was a thing where once they got to you know see how he interacted with players in the locker room and how he was on the ice and etc et uh they were like we gotta make this guy captain and that's how it happened well I think it's a good time to talk about some notes we'll come back to the draft we got to talk about the other the biggest news of the week probably bigger than the three points is Canner. The Seattle Kraken re-sign Jared McCann. 23 goals in the season, 35 points. He he felt comfortable this past week after yes. signing that contract. Mm -hmm. Montreal, he played great. Scored that goal in Montreal. Um, and you can just tell that now that he kind of knows where he's going to be for the next five years, mm -hmm. that he's he's ready to lead this team. Well, he's... He's openly fell in love with the city of Seattle, which we really appreciate because let's be honest here. Seattle really is a, a love it, love it or leave it place. Like some people go there and they're like, yeah, this is where I want to be. And some people go there and they say, I'll visit on, um, you know, July 5th, which is, you know, historically when the weather gets good in Seattle. So, um, he's fallen, he's fallen in love with the city. The franchise has treated him incredibly well. Previously, he has signed four contracts in the NHL and they've been with, four, and they've been with dip, uh, different teams. So he is at a point in his career where for him, it was all about consistency. He's never been with an organization for an extended period of time. This is his major contract, five years, $25 million. I think it's very team friendly. It's not going to break the bank after Signing him uh, to this contract, uh, the Kraken's combined core um, has the team at $43.1 million, which is just 53% of their $81.5 million cap space. So they still have a lot of room to work. And they Love locked it. down a guy Love it. who, like you said, is the team's leading goal scorer and their, and their leading point scorer. So, and I think he's your next captain. 
Okay, there's so a I, good chance of that. If, I it's think not, it's gonna, if it's not Yanni Gord, simply because of a, of a personality thing, and also like you know he's won a cup and all that. Well, so that's true. That's true. I, I think Canner. Here's why I think, and it's from the press conference after the Canadians game. Okay, which okay. I missed by the way. So please lay it so, on. So Lars, you know, obviously epic screw up, right? Yeah, just a little bit. Okay, so he did something that so, I would do, and I've never played hockey. They before. asked. They asked um, uh, Canner uh, after the game, and he's like, "Look, shit happens." He said that in the press conference. I like it, and like I was like. All right, this guy's our captain. Yeah. He's like, he feels so comfortable. He's just like, hey, sorry for the language, but he's like, he just, and he went on, and you could just tell he's so comfortable. Dude's, you know, he's got a good look for the team. He's young. Um, you know, we're going to have so many young players coming in to play with the Kraken. I think that's an awesome move. You got to do it. We got to sign that guy. I, I, now, I'm telling you, now that he is comfortable, I bet for the rest of the season, how many games we have left? Like 20, 15, something like that? Something like that. Uh, he is going to uh, pile on the points. Yeah. I agree. And what I really like about his game is that he has the flexibility to play at wing or at center. So he allows a lot of roster flexibility, which Haxtell has been, uh, you know, utilizing over the course of the season. He is actually on pace to have the most time on ice of his career. And again, here's a really uh, an interesting stat that I, I want to share with you is that he's actually averaging exactly one minute more per game than he did last season with Florida and Pittsburgh. So I just thought that was really interesting. He's projected to have uh, 1,378 minutes of ice time this season. So yeah, he's definitely going to be earning that contract. As long as he stays healthy, he's good. But he's a guy that if he gets the crack in 20 goals a year and has the ability to score 30, Five years and $25 million is a fucking no-brainer. Oh, yeah. No, look, he's, he's proven it. Uh, he wants to be here. I'm telling you, he's comfortable. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to be your captain. Yep. Mark my words right now at the 52-minute uh, mark of this podcast. Yep. He is your next Seattle Kraken captain when Gio uh, probably does, you know, head to a... By the a way, he's only 26 years old. Yeah. So the core of the Kraken is very young. And now we're starting to see how the organization is taking shape moving forward. And signing him in five years is a very good step in that direction. Yep. I think it's awesome. I'm pumped about it. Um, you know, so we'll see what happens. I, I can't wait. I'm very excited for the draft or for the, the trade deadline because we're going to learn so much about this team and I cannot wait to see what happens in the next few days. Yes. Um, so like we're going to get some more pieces to play with. We're going to say goodbye to some people and that's going to suck. But at the same time, um, it's going to be pretty awesome. Now, yep. the, the last thing that I wanted to kind of bring up in the Kraken reaction here was this is a uh, pretty, pretty big moment on social media. I don't know if you saw this, Joey, or not, but there was a huge debate that uh, Kraken team member got into. Uh, Cole Lind, which I think he went back to the checkers this week. I think they sent him back. He's down. back with the checkers. I know he's back with the checkers because I haven't seen any highlights of him giving the goalie forehead kisses. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Cool. So uh, he, he, uh, he tweeted and the Kraken retweeted this. If you think there are more wheels than doors you're out of your mind and do you have any idea what he's talking about i have no fucking idea i saw that and i was like does this kid need to be drug tested what's going on in cole's head right now so uh, this would be good for our twitter too is uh and we're a little late to this it's a week old but uh, remember the remember the whole is this dress black or blue remember that thing back remember like every yeah 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 every yeah. couple of months or a couple of weeks there's like the new hot social media debate that's usually something stupid yeah i don't know where it came from i don't know who started it but somebody and it went viral put out are there more wheels or doors in the world well for me that's an easy answer the answer is there's more wheels because wheels, you net, you rarely see, unless you're looking at a fucking unicycle, you, wheels are coming in, in sets. You're looking at two, you're looking at four large semi-trucks, you know, six, eight, whatever. A door is just a door. There, it's one door. 
No, so but, I'm I'm team I'm team wheels on this. I'm team doors. Think about what? the falsehood of great band. But uh, uh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Look, look at in, we're in Joey's house. We're about uh, to drop the gloves, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. Gonna be, there's going to be a tilt over this <laughs> doors, wheels, smash. How I'm going to do to you. I'm going to treat. I'm going to treat you like Tom Wilson treated fucking <laughs> this. Uh, this. Oh, that reminds me of something else. I'm going to come back to this. This is this uh, the hockey culture. Um, You're looking around at the doors in the house right hell now. Hell yeah! I'm looking. Like, let me wait. Hold on. Let me go. Look. I'm watching. You know what I'm doing? But I'm watching. I'm watching. I'm watching cars go by, and I'm seeing multiple wheels because that's what cars need. By the way, uh, Jeff is walking around the house right now. He is counting the doors in the house. Yeah. Uh, not really. It's a very open concept there, Jeff. I will say that. Oh, look, there's a van. I just counted four well, wheels right there. I will right say there. this is behind you, Joey, is you, you, the, in the podcast uh, recording studio yeah. in Joey's house, they keep their bikes inside. No, uh, so I actually staged it. So what I did was oh. I saw I saw your note about the wheels versus doors conversation. So I threw some bikes in the room. There's two bikes in this just room. Just to kind of lift up my argument. Shit. So I'm surrounded Shit. right now by at least four wheels. You got me. <laughs> Are there any wheels and furniture in here? Oh, I never I haven't even thought about uh, furniture wheels Fur either. Furniture wheels also count. Fridge, fridges have wheels. Shit. They do. And that might be the difference maker is the is the furniture wheels. And Cole Lynn says, if you think there are more wheels than doors, you're out of your mind. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. And that's our, that's our goalie kiss guy right there. So what well, do you I think? I guess I'm out of my mind. I guess I'm crazy. I guess According I'm not going to Cole get Lynn, you are. any I don't, forehead kisses, and but I don't know, I, he's I, wrong. I, have, I live on social media all day, but I don't know where the social media world lives on this sort of thing. So uh, anyway, let us know at Kraken Pod. We'd love to hear your take on that. And before we get into no dumb questions, we have to remind you, DraftKings. All right. So the, the NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, big wins. And as the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NHL. They have your shot to win big two. New customers can bet one buck on any team and get $150 in free bits, bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets. So $1, you bet that, and you can get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN, the Hockey Podcast Network, code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21-plus restrictions apply. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, Crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Colorado, New Hampshire. 888-789-7777 or visit CCPG. Dot org slash chat in Connecticut, uh, 1-800-BETS-OFF uh, in Iowa, 1-877-770-STOP or OPGR.org in Oregon. Call or text Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 or 1-888-532-3500. Uh, also, too, there's more, 21 plus. <laughs> um, 
You have to be 21 plus, uh, 18 plus in New Hampshire or Wyoming. You have to be physically present in a whole bunch of states. Uh, Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, uh, Louisiana, Michigan, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming only. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. I would say just go there to learn all about that stuff. Also, gambling. Uh, take it seriously. Don't get lost in it. Also, too, props to me for knowing all of my damn state abbreviations. I tell you what, huh? I lived in Arkansas for a while. You did I, good, but the Oregon stuck out to dude, me. Dude, there's you certain just, words I just say so okay. bad. Can you say it to me? Say it. Oregon. Oregon. I, Oregon. I was like, is he saying origami? What's, what's dude, happening There's right certain words that I get to when I speak, and I have to stop because I always say it wrong. Mm-hmm. I've had a problem with this for years. Like, Oregon. root. Like, route. Like, parade route. It's route, but I say root, which you can eh, say. I feel you like can. I can go either way. You can. I mean, I say, I say route, but I can, when people say root, like route 66 or something like that, I don't, head, I don't correct them. Because I, I want to go to Oregon. If Oregon. Damn it! Don't do that. <laughs> so I'm gonna think in my head like organ, like pian- like piano, like organ, right? Okay. If I say organ, yeah. that makes sense. Like I want to go to the state of Oregon. Okay. But in my head, I'm thinking like O R G A N. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Does it work. Yeah. I want to go to the. Wil- I, I honestly don't give a shit at all. I just like to talk shit. So <laughs> I want to go to the Willamette Valley, <laughs> the Willamette Valley, and drink Pinot Noirs in Oregon. There you go. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Mass- sounds like a lovely time. I have a problem with. M.A. too as well. Okay. Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Massachusetts? It's, yeah, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. If you say it, if you keep saying it long enough, we're going to start screwing up. Massa- Massachusetts? No, don't do that. Okay. <laughs> it's like when people say uh, Vietnamese. It's like, that's not how you do it. Oh, there's some bad ones out yeah. there too. Uh, we can get into like the sp- people who spell lightning versus lighting. Like, uh, or lighting when they mean yeah, lightning. That's, that's, that, come that little N in there is a little tricky. Don't be a dumbass. Yeah, it's like in, uh, it's like in, was it Step Brothers? It's like, it's like calm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, wait, all right. So we, let's, right. let's get to, let's get to no dumb questions. This is a podcast and Joey said it a couple of times in this podcast is we're a vibe podcast, right? We don't get deep into stats. We got the stats for you, but we don't get too deep into that. Like other podcasts, they might look at you silly if you don't know everything about hockey, right? We are not that podcast. If you're new to hockey, if you are a new, Kraken fan like all of us are but you don't really understand hockey all that much you've learned a lot so far this season but there's more to learn don't be afraid to ask a question we'll discuss it we may not know the answer but we'll find it out for you we accept any and all questions we put it into a segment called no dumb questions here on the Kraken pod so with that Joey and this is a tough one for me I don't get this stuff I'm not good with this what is this week's no dumb question? All right, so this this week's no dumb question is coming from me, and it, it it came about when I was doing my history because again the trade deadline is coming up here this upcoming Monday. So the question is, can teams take on players' salaries from other teams to help them out with cap space? And again, it came about when I was doing research because the NHL trade don, uh, trade deadline is is looming; it's in the very near future. And I'm reading articles and they're talking about the how the Kraken could be either buyers, sellers or they can be uh, what they refer to as trade brokers. I'm like, trade brokers? What the, what the hell are we talking yeah, about for real? here? So I did not know, and I guess, and I guess maybe I'm answering my own question in here. Uh, so the answer is, under the current CBA, so the Collective bar- Bargaining Agreement, which, you know, if you're a sports fan, you've heard of that. I mean, it's what like, the MLB's been dealing with now for the past couple months. Teams, NHL teams, are allowed to retain a portion of another team's player's annual average salary up to 50% to help facilitate a trade. So currently, 
The Kraken are projected to have $7.33 million in cap space for the trade deadline. And this is why they are considered a potential trade broker. So long story short, to put it into layman's terms, the Kraken have $7 million in change um, of money available to them for the trade deadline. If another team is trying to, you know, add a, a superstar, or, you know, add a piece. Mark Giordano. Yeah, exactly. Add a Mark Giordano, but they can't quite afford to do it. Well, uh, because they're tight. So no, that, I'm trying to think of like a situation where just think of like any other, any other player, because I like, think about the Kraken coming in as a third party and a team being like, hey, we need you to help offset some of this salary. If you are willing to take on $1.5 million of this guy's contract, we will in turn give you a third or a fourth round draft pick. So right. this is something that can happen in the NHL, which I honestly did not know because I don't think I've been, I, I've seen this. I don't think this is allowed in other leagues. I've never seen in the NFL, uh, the Seattle Seahawks are taking you know, part of uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's contract and the move for him going over to San Francisco. And in return, Seattle's getting a third round draft pick. I've never seen something like that. So it's really interesting that the NHL can do this. So, so what I'm hearing you say is this is you've got play teams that are way under the cap and you've got other teams that are trying to win the cup and they are tight on cap space. Yes. So they need to make some moves. And in order to pull off a trade, they, they can't do it because they don't have enough cap space. Yeah. Well, they go to somebody like Seattle and say, Hey, Seattle, we'll throw you a third round draft pick. Can you take some of this money so we can make this trade? Yes. And Seattle is kind of like a, a mortgage broker or, you know, they're basically like a bank going like, okay, sure. We'll do that. Give us that. Yeah. No problem. Like monopoly. Like I'll, I'll make that deal. No problem. Yeah. Up to 50% too, which, is, I mean, that's a giant chunk of change. And even at $7.33 million, uh, there's seven other teams that are actually projected to have more cap room at the trade deadline uh, than the Seattle Kraken. So there's, there's you know, there's a good, uh, you know, seven to 10 teams that are that could really be acting as trade brokers here for the trade deadline. So that's something else that I thought was really interesting and for uh, for Seattle to kind of keep an eye out on and just for NHL trades in general. But again, this is not something that I've seen before in other sports that I watch, and I think it's pretty pretty damn fascinating. That's, that is cool. And that's something that I actively am trying to learn more about is the, the financials of the game, and yeah. especially too, like, you know, here we are, um, you know, watching the Kraken the, the first season. It's a good chance for me to really understand, like, all right, cool, where are the Kraken? What do they have? What are they doing? Um, you know, what can they spend? And that's why I'm excited about the trade deadline. I'm excited about uh, the draft, all that sort of good stuff, which is pretty, pretty cool. So, well, and a good website for people that are interested in learning more about that or just seeing where teams are at right now, just go to Cap Friendly. Like, Cap, oh, Cap, right. Cap Friendly has all the projections uh, for, for every team, and they also do every other sport. So you can see where your team is at, what teams have more cap space than them, projecting moves, et cetera. It's pretty cool. That's cool. All right. This, that's, a, that's a great that's a question for me. So if you have a uh, question you'd like to throw into no dumb questions, hit us up on social media um, and, and let us know, you know, what you're thinking about, especially too, as we're getting into all these things that are happening um, with the playoffs too. We'll be talking about that. I think after the trade deadlines over, Joey, you and I can finally make our pick. Who are we going to hitch our wagon to in terms of watching the playoffs? I'm already going abs and I know you're very anti that move, but they're kind of, you know, they're like uh, a loose, a loose second favorite of mine. My hatred for the abs is kind of, is, is dwindled over the year. It's not. It's not. It's not what it was with the, with the Red Wings. So okay. you know the Avs are are a really young team. Um, I like them. I like they're they they are scoring like crazy. Yeah, they've got uh, two amazing defensemen. Young, like they have so much talent on that team. Um, I'd be all about seeing the Avalanche win the cup over like the Leafs. Now, saying this is, I already said this on the podcast. If Geo does go 
to the flames. Mm-hmm. I'm totally. I'm. I'm getting into the flames. Well, I'll be hate watching the Leafs. By the way. Oh, we, we can. Both I'm, I'll be watching the Leafs just to root for their implosion. So I will absolutely be doing that. You we, can mark that. We need to do some live playoff watching. I'm and down. Record it or do something. You I'm know. Down. Uh, I know that we've got some fans here, some friends of the pod, some some uh, Kraken Pod members here in New Orleans. So I think we should get together and do that. All right. So uh, speaking of the playoffs, hockey history. I was going to keep this pretty simple today. Is uh, the first in March of 2018, the first Stanley Cup winner was awarded. Do you know who the first ever Stanley Cup winner was? Okay. So it's one of the original teams. I have no idea. I'm just going to throw Go with the city. Go with the city. New York. No. Damn it. All right, just tell me. The Toronto Arenas on March 30th, <laughs> 1918. So they weren't the Leafs okay. yet. The uh, Arenas? Yeah, the Toronto Arenas. Look up some of the old school. That's a horrible name. Um, Not then. Not then. That was like the pimp name, man. Arenas. Was arenas? Ever, yeah, arenas is like a cool word. Do they have like sweet then. throwback jerseys? It was 1918. Least? Yeah, they, no, okay. they, did they, they probably, yeah, they threw it back to like uh, 1818. Okay. And they just wore like, uh, uh, they just had a hockey puck on a, on a shirt. That was it. Um, the Toronto Arenas. And they defeated, how about this? We need more of this. Um, the Vancouver team, two to one. Any idea what the Vancouver team was called back then? Well, it's not the Canucks. No. I can tell you that much. I have no idea. The Toronto Arenas defeat the Vancouver Millionaires 2-1. to one the, the Millionaires? F- yeah, the Millionaires <laughs> in the final game of their best of five series to become the first NHL team to win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> uh, now, now, do you know who who's won the most Stanley Cups? I know we've talked about this before. I have no idea. But as we, let's just do a primer to get warmed up for the playoffs. Okay. Uh, the most... The most Stanley Cup wins in NHL history, which it makes sense as you get to learn about the league, is uh-huh. the Montreal Canadiens. Um, they have been to the Stanley Cup final 33 times, and they've won it 23 times. So the Kraken just beat them, so we basically have a better history than the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. Interesting yeah. how that works. And again, mm-hmm. uh, a Canadian team has not won the Stanley Cup since the Canadiens last won a cup in 1993. Well, because everyone knows that hockey is a sport that America started sport. and is an American sport. Yeah, and exactly. we dominate it, and Canada's an afterthought. Oh, man. USA hockey is just uh, elite. Uh, <laughs> the Leafs, they've won 13 times. They've been in 21 cup appearances, but they haven't won a cup in uh, 50 years, I think. It's like they're, they're, like the long, they're in the longest current drought. They really are the Yankees of Canada, huh? They are. And then the Red Wings, they've won it 11 times. Not too shabby. Uh, Bruins have six. Blackhawks have six. The Oilers have five. Penguins have five. The Islanders, Rangers, and the St. Louis Eagles have four. The St. Louis Eagles? Oh, yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> the uh, Devils, the Lightning have three. Sound like a crow. Mm, yeah. That was. It was not like yeah. the Eagles more like, ah! There you go. There you go. Yeah, your cat just freaked out. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Is there an eagle in the house? Uh, the Montreal Maroons, uh, they, they've won two. This is pretty awesome. There's a lot of teams that have not won a Stanley Cup. So the Kraken having not won a Stanley Cup so far, like we're tied with a lot of teams, which is pretty cool. Give us so, five years. Yeah, I'm, we're, we're all right. And trust in Ronnie, just like I trust yeah. in Stevie Y. And I can't wait to see uh, like what John Forslund has to say. This, uh, his insights, I always like his insights. I'm, I can't wait to see what he says um, during the game. But I'm pretty pumped. This is going to be a great week of game. So, What would Ronnie do? What would Ronnie do? Uh, so with that, let's go. Let's go. We're going to watch some hockey this week. We're going to eagerly watch what's happening um, you know, with the uh, trade deadline. And what's cool, too, is like we can record next Monday night after the trade deadline's over. 
Like, we can talk about all the moves. No, there's going to be a lot of moves happening, and I know we won't get into this, but I think uh, Kelly Yarncroke is also going to be gone. Unless the Kraken decide they want to keep him for the future, but uh, we'll see. I, I don't expect Jordan to be on the team by this time next week, so we'll have to recap everything. I'm very excited for that. The trade deadline um, is this upcoming Monday, and we can absolutely record after it, and we're going to have a lot to cover. All right, let's do it. Well, have a great week. Thank you for listening. Um, thank you for all the reviews. Thank you for being so active and part of our Kraken Pod community on, on Twitter. Um, and we got a lot of fun stuff planned. It's been a great ride so far. We got a long way to go yet. So thank you so much. Um, you know, make sure that uh, you're leaving those reviews. Five stars, please. No three stars. That that's just that's a sucks. All right. So I will chirp you. And speaking of chirps, we end each episode with something called the chirp of the week. Uh, this is basically hockey player trash talk. So listen as one hockey player trashes another hockey player. We will leave you. Have a great week with. The What Lies Beneath Seattle Kraken Podcast Chirp of the Week. You're fucking throwing some smoked meat, Frankie. I'm going to be in your kitchen all night.